Good morning. It's September 27th. This sun is shining in New York almost unbelievably. And this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. Brooks Robinson, the greatest third baseman who ever played, the greatest Baltimore Oriole, and the best defensive player ever who was not a shortstop, was, in the words of Dusty Baker, called up to heaven yesterday at the age of 86. There's no shame in being a little corny about Brooks, a beautifully gifted athlete who, by universal account, had an even more beautiful soul. God bless him, God rest him, and we'll talk about him some more in the newsletter. In Las Vegas, the Culinary Workers Union and the Bartenders Union cast a 95% vote to authorize a strike. CNN reports that the unions say that some 40,000 members are operating under an expired contract. They plan to continue negotiating next week before possibly acting on the strike authorization. Elsewhere on the picket lines, on the front page of the New York Times, holding a bullhorn is President Joe Biden, a spectacle that the financier Stephen Ratner, who oversaw the restructuring of the auto industry for the Obama administration in the financial crisis, told NBC News was outrageous. There's no precedent for it. The tradition of the president is to stay neutral in these things. Grover Cleveland and the Pullman workers would be fascinated to learn about this tradition of American presidential neutrality in labor disputes. The lead news story in the paper, U.S. sues Amazon, saying it stifles rivals illegally. Feels like this has been a long time coming, but by now, monopoly enthusiasts who want to argue that Amazon provides a good service to customers have to confront the fact that Amazon is, in fact, terrible. Not just like morally terrible or ruthless at business, but a total mess of unwanted products with unclear provenance that's crowded out all the other formerly useful retail options in the world. On the left-hand side of the front page is the news that In the pretrial phase of New York's upcoming civil case against Donald Trump for fraud, the judge ruled that the fraud is already fully established. Effectively deciding, the Times writes, that no trial was needed to determine that he had fraudulently secured favorable terms on loans and insurance deals. With the ruling, the Times writes, comes the cancellation of business certificates that allow some of Mr. Trump's New York properties to operate. After a slow start, Democratic members of the Senate rushed forward, as the Times puts it, to call for Senator Bob Menendez to resign over last week's indictment of the New Jersey senator for allegedly taking cash and gold bribes to do favors for Egyptian business people and the government. More than half of the Democratic members of the Senate have now joined in, highlighted by Cory Booker, New Jersey's junior senator, suggesting that even by New Jersey rules, Menendez may have gone too far this time. Inside the paper on page A14, the headline is, Senate reaches deal to head off government shutdown. That's not front page news because it's not real. The Senate came to a deal that would avert a government shutdown if the House of Representatives were to go along with it, which is still not happening. Next to that is the news that the Biden's German Shepherd commander allegedly bit one more Secret Service agent. The First Lady's press office continues to blame it on the stressful environment of the White House. You put the dog in the stressful environment. Get the dog out of the stressful environment. Don't let your dogs keep on biting people. On page 16, no matter how much the Supreme Court's Republican majority may hate the Voting Rights Act, it evidently hates being defied even more, and so it told Alabama that it could not keep using the racially gerrymandered election map that the court had already told Alabama it wasn't allowed to use. Green sea turtles had a great nesting year in Florida, their best on record with a volunteer census finding 74,300 nests, a 40% increase over 2017, the previous best year on record. And in a different sort of maritime comeback, 
The Times reports that Ukraine is now clarifying whether or not it did, in fact, kill the commander of the Russian Black Sea Fleet after the Russian Defense Ministry released a video of a meeting in which he appeared to be alive. That's the news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going, and we will talk again tomorrow.